Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, January the 8th. Happy birthday, Heather. Uh, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Again, our new listener line is 317-972-3008. It is the start of the first full week of 2024. Of course, we were back last week. That was kind of an abbreviated week. Got a little bit of a, a, a rolling head start. But this is the first full week of 2024, and we're planning on um, making it a good one. Uh, lots to get to today, as always, including... Uh, the upcoming MLK holiday, uh, which is exactly one week from today. Uh, all this week, uh, you're going to hear, you know, off and on throughout the week, you're going to be hearing um, about a number of MLK observances and tributes uh, here in the community and elsewhere. Uh, starting today with the Indiana Civil Rights Commission, they're going to be on uh, to share uh, with us how they are commemorating uh, the holiday. Uh, also today, Speaking of the holiday, the, the Christmas and New Year's holidays are over, uh, but scammers are still out in force. You know, they like, uh, they like the holiday season because people tend to be more generous with their money and less, um, less careful about it. Uh, but guess what? Even though the holidays are over, the scammers have gone nowhere. They are still there. Uh, the Better Business Bureau of Indianapolis is going to be with us uh, with more on what you will need to know as we start 2024 they are they're here just to keep us aware and to keep us uh, safe um and to keep our identities and our cash uh, where they belong with us <laughs> so uh looking forward to speaking with uh, the bbb um again both the mlk observance and the scam alert with the bbb are coming up in our second hour right now in our first hour we are going to open the phone lines, our brand new phone lines with our brand new number, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. It is a number that we hope is catching on uh, with our listeners because, listeners, that is your new listener line, 317 972 3008. Again, the lines are going to be open for this uh, this first hour. Uh, we can talk about whatever uh, may be on your mind for just a bit. Um, I know I was just sharing uh, with you, AJ, uh, and, and I'm going to get to yours too because I know you're a Bears fan, but a lot of folks um, are still talking about that, uh, that Colts game on Saturday. It was a heartbreaker. Um, a lot of people are focusing on that final play. Uh, that determined the outcome of the game, uh, and that is true. I mean, the, the final play didn't work, and so therefore we didn't get a chance to tie or go do whatever we needed to do uh, to to get into the play. Not tie; it was for the touchdown. I guess we could have. We had to have. We had to score a touchdown, right, AJ? Yeah, yeah we, we had, to, had, get, to, had to get the first to get the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, we had to get the first to get the touch. Well, to get four more shots at getting a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah, four four fresh downs. There was plenty of time in timeouts, and uh, it just. 
made no sense. I just knew he had. I was just kind of casually watching because they were so good. Finally, uh, at the end of the game, they were so uh, good about getting down there, using everything, and then all of a sudden he drops the ball. He dropped the ball. You never would have thought it would have happened. <laughs> looked like a good pass. Could have been placed a little bit better, but yeah, that's the breaks, I guess. Yeah. Bang, bang, play. Bang, bang, play. Um, 317-972-3008. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Praising. You know, the thing of it is, uh, you know, I, there were people didn't expect the Colts to even win five games, let alone – uh, be in contention to uh, to win the division, which they were squarely placed to do. Um, I understand that they exceeded their expectations. I understand that, um, you know, the people, uh, especially the two directly involved, were backups. You know, Gardner Minshew, a backup quarterback. And uh, I keep forgetting, I know his number 31, the uh, the running back. Uh, good, good, is it good? Good. Anyway, Tyler, good, 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 let, good, good let, yeah, something like good, good something. yeah, <laughs> it was good, it was good. So, um, anyway, he, uh, yeah, no, that's terrible that we can't remember. His, I, I'll, I'll get it, but um, and he was a backup too, but you know, it's just none of it made sense the whole game though, AJ, because you know, right, right from the get, right from jump, mm-hmm. when Houston first got the ball. Uh, Mr. Young, Mr. Stroud, who I really have a lot of respect for, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that young man having a great career because he's 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 the real deal. He's and a star. He, you think he's a star already? He's a star. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. He's got it all. He's got it. He's got mm-hmm. it going. C.J. Stroud. Uh, James was telling us about him Friday about how impressed he was with him, and I I hadn't really paid much attention, but I I had paid attention to his stats and things, but in terms of just watching him, he's a baller. He can play. He can play. Um, and he's he's going to be doing great things. Uh, their, their coach, uh, D'Amico, uh, man, they've got a great coach, a great coach. Uh, but anyway, from the very first time Houston put their hands on the ball, AJ, we were we were behind, and it never seemed like we ever caught up or took command or took control of the game. Mm-hmm. Now that's just the feeling that I got. Uh, what did you think? Or you didn't watch much? You know, no, you I, I caught the first quarter and then I, I kind of drifted off into doing something yeah. else. And I came back in the fourth and caught that terrible ending. But you know, it was, <laughs> we were <clears throat> excuse me, we were looking like we had something going there for a second. But yeah. JT had a stellar game, but it's, it just seemed like we couldn't put it together. Yeah, he he was the one. I a lot of people were talking about why was he out of the game at the, on the last play of the game. Yeah. I mean, why was I, there are just so many whys, and I, I'm not a coach. I don't know. I'm just a fan who was just terribly disappointed. But, see, this gets back to the point that I was making Friday, AJ, mm-hmm. uh, because we had a caller that said he was going to light no, th- uh, Thursday, Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, that he was going to light up uh, uh, Danny Bridges because Danny was expressing cautious optimism mm-hmm. and, and basically explaining don't get too high on the Colts because they have a way – of and and how can you say that? Blah, 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 blah. I agreed with Danny because of just what happened last. I mean Saturday night. Exactly what happened because that you never know which team is going to show up. Um, it is the you know it it is some backups in there and they because they're backups maybe they're inconsistent. You know clearly mm-hmm. that to me that's an, the Colts got very very good play uh, and and got a lot of mileage out of everything that they did. Um, but, um, and, and did well, uh, but 
it, it wasn't to be, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And it was Tyler Goodson, by the way. Tyler Goodson. Good Thank you. Good. Thank you very much. Still a good son. Still a good son. And and you know what? The the young man, he uh, he took full response. I, I felt badly for him, but you know. You're in the NFL. You got to catch it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you got to catch it. It hit you in the hands, brother. You know, he was he, he was turning up field. Mm-hmm. He was turning up field, mm-hmm. and that's the you know. Yeah. It yeah. happens to everybody. It happens to the greats and everybody else. You try to turn just a little bit too quick. Forget the yeah. ball. But the difference between the greats and those that don't make it to the great, the greats make the plays. No matter they they make it against opposition, and when the uh, conditions aren't exactly ideal, mm-hmm. anybody can catch it when it's an ideal. Uh, situation, but uh, that's what makes uh, play certain players uh, great, uh, and makes certain players starters and certain ones backups. I guess you know the consistency. Anyway, um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, if you want to talk about that, three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Something happened. You know, just right as we were going on the air, um, AJ uh, President uh, Biden uh, is speaking right now in, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. That's the site of, uh, nine years ago in 2015, uh, mother Emanuel CME church where a white supremacist, uh, went in and killed nine black parishioners, um, and just, a, 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 an act of nothing but hatred. Uh, and president Biden is there speaking now to the, uh, to the congregation and others, but you just, as he was speaking, um, some protesters broke out and they were talking about, if you care so much about people, why don't you have Israel, you know, uh, engage in a ceasefire and stop slaughtering Palestinians. And, uh, you know, Biden let them have their, their message and let them have their, their, their way. He said, it's okay. Let them talk. I understand. And so then they were eventually ushered out, but then, the congregation broke into four more years, four more years. And then there was a lady that stood up and said, you're a good man. You, you know, they don't understand your heart. You're a good man. And then it broke. So this whole thing that that was supposed to be a certain way uh, today with Biden delivering a heartfelt speech at Mother Emanuel really went left mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. And so um, uh, there was I think he's back on track now because the protesters are gone and, uh, you know, everybody's settled back into the the event of itself. But um, who would have thought that the at the Mother Emanuel uh, AME Church that there would be a whole row of protesters? Uh, protesting Israel and uh, Israel's uh, war with the Palestinians. I mm. mean, wow. Um, so that that happened right before we came on the air. Yeah, way to get hijacked. That's terrible. Uh, hijacked. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they hijacked the message, and uh, you know, because he was talking about caring and and people and things, and they just mm. said, if you care, if you, and I I think he was quite the man to say, let them let them have their say. It's okay. Yeah. Let them talk. You know. And that's you know, it's a great. A great PR move for the president to allow somebody to have some free speech right in front of them and get their get their grievances off. Absolutely, and they did. They did. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Open lines. The first hour, second hour. Uh, MLK observances and the Better Business Bureau with their scam alerts for you. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Jeff. Oh, it's Jeff. Okay, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Tina. Hey, AJ, how you guys doing? Doing well. And I did it. You hit it right on the head. You, the, the Colts have this tendency to put us on a roller coaster ride. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they do. You, they you, take you there. They do. And they, they're great at it. They're masters of it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, 
But you know, at, at some point in time, though, Jeff, I, and this is this is what's exhausting, and I, I feel badly for fans who shell out mega bucks because it is not cheap, you know, to go there and see in person and to leave dejected year in year out, year in year out, year, and always, you know, well, maybe this, maybe that, and, and for whatever, you know, there's always a different reason. But the fact of the matter is, it happens. Uh, and ha- this year it wasn't supposed to happen, and we got our hopes up, or people got their hopes up, and then only to have them dashed. Um, at the last minute, but there has to you at some point in time you have to start building a culture of winning. Well, you know, and I know that that's crazy to say that. I mean, it's really really simple, but um, I don't I don't know that the Colts have ever built that. I think that they had it built for them during the Manning era. I, I you know because Peyton was such an uh, generational talent. Is that what they say, AJ, or yeah. what have you? And so he made it that way, but and a little bit of Bill Polian sprinkled in there a little bit, as I was saying, but um, saying earlier to someone else actually. But I just don't think that this organization has ever been, uh, I don't know, in the same space as like the Steelers or the Bears or the the Packers or the Cowboys. Yeah, those those are yeah with the traditions, the winning traditions. Exactly. They don't have a dynasty mentality like New England or uh, even the Raiders to some degree. You know, they always had that winning, you know, this this is our objective. And uh, uh, I don't know. And something is, you know, today is, I don't like using the term Black Monday where a lot of coaches are getting fired today. And you know, Oh, I haven't, um, I haven't, I haven't checked the wires on that. Is anybody well, gone? Washington, Washington and Atlanta so far. Yep. Well, why, Washington fired Rivera? <clears throat> They sure did. Yep. Okay, I heard that they got a new general manager off of TV or something. I did hear that, but I didn't know that they had. Fu- well, you know, Rivera had to know his time was short. He, oh, yeah, <laughs> he had to know. And if I if I yeah. heard correctly, I think Washington hired Bob Myers. Yeah, Myers. Yeah, the, and somebody the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he put together the Golden State Warriors and left about a year ago, two years ago, maybe. Wasn't he an analyst, a TV analyst? Uh, Bob Myers. He was uh, their. President of basketball operations. Okay, president. Say. Okay, okay. Never mind. I was thinking of somebody else. But yeah, they hired. They hired an. Un, they made an unconventional hire. Yeah. Yes. yes. But what I really want to talk about, Tina, and I don't know if you've been keeping it. You know, the, the president of Harvard University, uh, Miss Gay, mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. Was, was accused of plagiarism, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. she resigned. And mm-hmm. you know, funded by uh, mainly a group of individuals by the name of Christopher Rufo, who is a, a white nationalist. You know, but they don't want to talk about that. And this guy by the name of Bill Ackman. Now, if you know anything about Bill Ackman, he, he was a big donor to the university. Mm-hmm. And he accused her. He's the one to really, you know, push the whole plagiarism thing. But guess what? His wife, who works at MIT, another prestigious educational institution, she's been accused of the same thing. And she has tenure. She's in a, a, uh, on the board of, uh, she wanted to, professors at uh, MIT, and she, it was just funny. She was uh, found out that they committed plagiarism and all that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, you're going to go after the black woman who was accused of plagiarism, but yet your own wife did it, and now you're mad at the media for exposing this. Mm-hmm. What's the term about it? They call it what, glass houses, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and, you know, and it's a couple of put a little white privilege too as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just saying that now they're going after this black woman who's just been hired. 
to direct three episodes of Star Wars. Yeah, the next director for the for the next uh, trilogy in the Star Wars is a black woman, and I see Fox News is all upset about that. And oh, you know. Uh, well, do you, you know, know who that, the who the woman? I'm I'm not uh, familiar with that. Who, who the woman is that they're upset about? Yeah, she's a. I think she's from New Zealand. I think she's a woman of color. But they got a problem with that because she's a woman of color and uh, she's a, and she's going to be directing the next uh, trilogy for Star Wars. But I'm just saying is, what? you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that these these right wingers, these white supremacists, they got too much time on their hand for one thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and they're taking all their. Now Trump is saying that he could have negotiated slavery. You know. You know, what is it with the Republic got this obsession with, with the Civil War? He said, mm-hmm. oh, well, so you can negotiate it. You say, plus you say you could have beat Abraham Lincoln if you ran, ran against Abraham Lincoln. So, You know I what? I don't, I don't understand why people haven't figured out that formula. He says whatever he wants to, to, to be true and, and calls it as such. Uh, and so they listen to that. Uh, so what? Yeah, yeah, right. You could have done everything. You also uh, were going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it, right? You did which that, was, yeah, was a yeah. Scam, which was a scam. Uh, did that happen? Um, no, you know, I, did, he also happened. said, "I alone can fix this or whatever." Did it happen? No. I mean, he, he it's just a it's a grift. Well, yeah, people want to be grifted. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and another thing is, let me mm-hmm. tell you something about the whole immigration thing. As long as Wall Street is involved, they're not going to build that one. Because I'm going to tell you why. All those corporate farms throughout America. Are, now, Tina, are you going to pitch strawberries for three dollars an hour from sun up to sundown? Well, if they're my strawberries, I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know the point you're making, though, Jeff. I know yeah, the point you're making. As long as there's an appetite for cheap labor, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. America was built on cheap labor. We're real cheap labor, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And as long as Wall Street got anything to say about it, mm-hmm, you see, mm-hmm. Republicans want a twofer. You know, they want cheap labor, but they also want a bogeyman. How dare these brown people from down south, from south of the border, come to cause it? But hey, but somebody's got to pick those. Apples and peaches and that. I, I wonder if it's a if it's a political talking point. Remember back, and I don't know if you remember this, AJ, but uh, I can't. Boy, I wish I could remember. But there was a a, a campaign where they're, they're coming, they're coming. Uh, all of the uh, immigrants, they're they're flooding the border. They're coming, and you know the remember the parade of immigrants that was supposed to come here and just take over. Uh, and then once the election ended, all of the talk of the uh, the immigrants ended. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you remember a, that? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Was yeah, but you know what? Nobody, nobody called them on that. Nobody followed up or anything. All of us, all every, they're coming here. They're coming in waves. This, this caravans. These caravans are coming. And if you don't elect, you know X, Y, and Z, uh, they're going to get in here and they're going to take us over. They're going to take all. Of, and, and then once the election was over, where, where did the caravans go? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it, it's, it's not just the immigration thing. It's, it's like these white folks, they turn on their TV, and they look, look at these commercials, and they see these interracial couples and and these very odd-looking children and they, that they can't make them out. What, what are they, you know? And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all that, you know, uh, and it, 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 it threatens their white sensibility that, you know, but that's real American, you know. 
why you, you don't think interracial couples or something that just happened here overnight or you know uh, 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 biracial children and whatnot you know so you know it once again in 2040 the fear is that you know white people are going to be the minority which is going to happen mm-hmm. and they still feel like that the way they treated the, all the other races on the planet mm-hmm. is going to happen to them well you know uh you need to just get over that yeah okay? but it's uh because, yeah because it's because really mm-hmm. we ain't wired like that mm-hmm. you know look yeah. at south africa mm-hmm. you did Nelson Nelson mandela go after the white minority after all those years are you listening elon musk hey did it did Lisa, uh knows when they go after the white minority after apartheid ended no mm-hmm. you know because Really, you know, you got to think, you know, you got to play a lot of factors in the, the economy, economics, mm-hmm. whatnot. And, you know, nobody ain't got time for that. So go ahead, Fox News. Go ahead, Todd Young and, you know, uh, Mike Brown. You know, quit spreading your fear. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. be dumbing down America, taking books out of the library, threatening school teachers and libraries, you know. And Mike Brown made it clear that he don't want, he's against interracial dating. That I don't think that was a Freudian slip. I think he really meant that. So, uh, I don't know, Mike Braun, uh, and again, our number, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. I don't know if you've seen his most recent campaign ad, Jeff, but he seems to be switching away from that. Talking of, Now he's talking about let's take care of real issues and real matters. He's, have you seen it? I, I found, I said, oh, he's, uh, he's pivoting. He's pivoting away from... Uh, social, yeah. He well, I know, I know, but he's he's pivoting. He's trying to pivot anyway, uh, which is which is (laughs) okay. Uh, But it's it's frightening that uh, you know. I I don't know any polling. Um, I know just some general belief and general ideas uh, is that he likely would be. You know, he's got a very very good shot of becoming the next governor. And with the legislature now underway, now in place, um, hmm, uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of... Uh... Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'll close with this. You know, I ain't going to let no political party tell me what, what I can read and what, uh-huh. what books I can take out of the library. I'll read whatever I want to read. Uh, you know, are you going to whitewash history and, you know... Uh, you know, like, what was Donald Trump talking about? You know, he can negotiate slavery. Oh, some states will have slaves and others will not have slaves. You know, no, Abraham Lincoln shut it down. And see, like, mm-hmm. you know, the GOP is no longer the party of Abraham Lincoln anymore. Uh, if I was a Republican, I, I would run and say, yeah, we shut down slavery. But no, they want to spend time with David Duke. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how much traction that uh, that comment that that Trump made. He could he could have negotiated slavery. It, it's about as ignorant as they is as a comment as it comes uh, as you can possibly imagine. Uh, and I don't know how many folks are going to be taking that too seriously. Uh, then again, there are people that take it very seriously. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Um, interesting. So, um, AJ, I promised you we were going to talk about your bears. Uh, (laughs) and and, well, there was history that was made with that game. It wasn't the bears, but the Packers became very young, uh, young team. And again, our number three, one, seven, nine, seven, two, three, zero, zero, eight, three, one, seven, nine, seven, two, three, zero, zero, eight. Um, go go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. No, the Packers did become the youngest team in NFL history to make mm-hmm. the, the NFL playoffs since they started tracking that, which is 
that's an, you know, a great feat, a great feat. Not something that I've ever scouted for, but that's impressive <laughs> nonetheless. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, not as impressive as beating my Bears for the 10th straight time. Mm, it's been, been a long yeah. time since we got a victory. Yeah, but I, I on on the Green Bay part, for those of you who do not care for Aaron Rodgers, uh, the the Packers uh, front office looks uh, looks pretty smart right about now. Yeah, looks pretty darn smart. Looks so. like it looks like they took a page out of their own book. It's, it's almost ah. so similar to what they did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It, it's just it's almost parallel. They, they handed the keys over to another young stud mm-hmm. when they had an old gunslinger who just wasn't slinging like he used to anymore and somehow wound up on the Jets. Yeah, They both yeah. wound up on the Jets. And <laughs> we, we got the young guy who's been sitting yeah. on the bench coming to the league and tear it up. And, you know, you like to see it. You definitely like to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, switching switching gears and different uh, sports, uh, it is so refreshing to hear the sports world and the sports pundits talking about our Indiana Pacers now. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That I mean, you know, the Colts next year, okay, all right, I'll, let's wait till next year for the Colts. And let, I, I'm looking forward to it because I think young Anthony Richardson has uh, has something to show us and has something oh, yeah. to do. So I am keeping that. Um, and I, I'm optimistic about the Bears. I, I You know, I'm, I'm hoping that your Bears get back up on their feet. We just, we just, we're ready ourselves for disappointment every year. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're never disappointed. The Bears. But they, they have a strong tradition. <laughs> too though see every team has a strong tradition you know they they're hitting a rough patch right about now i just wish we had a stronger one i know they had a little bit of one in in baltimore mm-hmm. i guess but and here in it, peyton and, yeah. and and then we had peyton and then from there on it's been mm-hmm. but the pacers the pacers looking great out there oh yeah I'm not playing much defense, but <laughs> <laughs> not much defense. But you know that's not exciting anyway. Yeah. We we like high scores. They put up 150, 151, 153. Mm-hmm. They're a high the flying act. They're a, a team. Watch. They're a great team to watch. And um, you know, I was talking to you know, our our very own B Swift from Hot 100.9 uh, is the MC for the Pacer games as well. And I was talking to Swift this morning, and uh, Swift was saying they are truly, truly right. fun to watch. Yeah, okay. Now, the only you know, and it's it's fun to be mentioned on a national, um, you know, on a national stage as opposed to just kind of an also ran, you know, or just an afterthought, or or that somebody beat up on the team. Yeah. Uh, to hear you know the national folks talking about, hey, the Pacers, watch out for the Pacers. Sooner or later, though, AJ, they are going to have to start playing some defense. Because they will. You think they will? <laughs> they will. I think they will. I think they'll get it together. Mm. I, I I smell a trade coming in. I don't think this really? team is going to make it to the end of the year. Who are they going to trade? I've, there's been a lot of talk behind Pascal Siakam oh. and, and where he's going to land. Mm. And uh, mm. his two biggest spots right now are looking like Sacramento or Indiana. Mm. I I think he could do some great things here in Indiana. I think... If you manage to keep Miles Turner and can have him play some real post basketball mm-hmm. and have Pascal stretch that floor instead of Miles stretch that floor, it's going to give you a little bit more uh, embodiment in the paint. It's going to deter some of those easy baskets, hmm. and you'll have a stretch four who can guard pretty much one through five. So Pascal's a great defender, so hmm. I think that's a great move. And he he and Halliburton's games complement each other very nicely. Okay. I think that I think that'll work and get the Pacers into a place where they can try to compete for the ecf cool okay we'll see 
All right, I, I hadn't thought about. It. Well, yeah. So you say they're not going to make it through the season without a uh, without a trade. No, I don't believe so. I think the the Bruce Brown signing is starting to show itself mm-hmm. that he was a product of Jokic and not necessarily <laughs> that good. I don't know. He's still great. He's still in the NBA, of course, but yeah. but you know, it's just not yeah. turning out the way that we thought it would. Indeed. Well, sometimes that happens yeah. in the world. Uh our new listener line, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. If you're on the line, stay right there. We'll be right back after this short break coming up. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Trey's AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection, 317-972-3008. That is our new, our brand spanking new listener line number. Call it 317 972 3008-317-972-3008. Just getting going here. We got some stuff coming up uh, in the second hour, uh, including uh, the uh, Indiana Civil Rights Commission and their MLK observances, uh, as well as the Better Business Bureau. um, uh, Brand uh, spanking new, hot off the presses, the latest scammers that want to get to you, to your identities, to your money, and more. Uh, we're going to have all that coming up about um, maybe roughly 30 minutes from now. Right now, the lines are open, uh, 317-972-3008. We've talked a little sports, a little politics, um, and a couple of other things. Uh, President Biden uh, has just delivered a campaign speech uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, where it did not start as planned. He was heckled about the war. Uh, and uh, strongly uh, encouraged to put more pressure on Israel to stop uh, the shelling of the Palestinians, uh, and uh, he allowed that uh, and, and understood and said that he is quietly... Uh, I forgot to tell you, AJ, I forgot to say how he answered. He said he is quietly uh, negotiating with Israel to, mm-hmm. um, to come to some sort of a, a ceasefire, uh, some sort wow. of a solution, yeah. Uh, but I I never once thought that he did not, that he was not in negotiations. He's got to be talking to them all the time. He's definitely been, you know, very quiet about his moves that he's been making. And yeah. I like that. It's yeah. a lot different from what we've been used to. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes when you're running against, and, and eventually he will be running against a big mouth, your mouth's got to get big, too. So, and, very uh, much so. He didn't have a problem starting out uh, his campaign speech before uh, the pro-Palestinian protesters uh, you know, took over. He didn't have a problem at all, uh, you know, calling out his uh, his opponent. So, uh, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. That is the new listener line phone number, and that is the new line, well, that's the new phone number for Community Connection, 317-972-3008. Ron, go ahead. How are you? Hi. How are you doing, you and your guests? Doing good. Uh, I'll be, be real quick here. Uh I, I was I hated the uh, coach losing that game yesterday, but I've, I've, I've said this since since the last time they were winning. Mm-hmm. If Peyton Manning ain't playing, the coach ain't balling. <laughs> you know what? And in, in a roundabout way, Ron, that's that's what uh, AJ and I were, were saying. I, you know, Peyton Manning was a was a talent. He was a generational talent. What he, he wasn't. Lost, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, he wasn't lost. necessarily the result yeah. of, of just right. building a firm foundation of winning and building a right. culture and a tradition of winning. He we got we got very fortunate. But 
Yeah. Yeah. The building blocks are just not there. Next year. Yeah. It's always look forward to next year with the Colts. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, I'm not going to get too much on this uh, Israel-Palestine thing, but I think Joe Biden handled that situation with class because had they had been in a Trump rally, they'd have got beaten up and thrown out. Yeah. Oh, you saw. Did you see it? Did you see it, too? Yeah, I was watching it on television. Yeah, I yeah, I, I thought he handled it yeah. quite gracefully, and he said, yeah, yeah. "Go ahead." He said, yeah. "That's okay. Let them, You know, he allowed them to speak yes. their minds." Um, yeah, and then Obama used to do the same thing. He yeah, used let him. Did he? Yeah, Did he? yeah. yeah I, I've, I've seen him get heckled, and he just said, "Hey, go ahead, and let them speak out." And, you know, and then he sometimes he would answer them, and then they'd get escorted out. Yeah. But it's just you know with this thing here, it's it's just. Uh, the, the, that situation is almost like a poison pill. So uh, I get so uh, uh, in, involved in it uh, uh, because I just don't see an end to it. And then I'm going to let you go on this. I will always believe, I will always believe that Netanyahu and Mossad knew about this pending attack. And this was a way for Netanyahu to try to hold on to power, right? and eliminate mm-hmm. a two-state solution. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you, Ron. And, um, yeah, um, it's 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 rapidly shaping up uh, for some people that um, are splitting, as you say, uh, as, as Ron was saying, uh, that they are, are pro-Israel but anti-Netanyahu. I mean, they're they're laying uh, much of this at the feet of, uh, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu, and, and he certainly is not necessarily... Uh, uh, my favorite, and I, I think that a lot of that responsibility lies on him, and I think he should not be in in the spot where he's in. I think he is the uh, the problem, and I don't know how Joe Biden is going to negotiate that because I'm not so sure that uh, you know B- uh, Barack Obama and Netanyahu did not get along. Uh, they they were not but besties, uh, and I don't think that uh, Joe Biden is necessarily or is particularly fond of Netanyahu either. Um, and Netanyahu keeps painting him further and further into a corner. So I, I don't know where it's going to go. I, uh, I, that, that, that part of the, the, the world and that conflict is, there's just, where, there is no solution, if you will. You know what I'm saying, AJ? Right, yeah. As far as a solution, what can a solution be? It's hard to call. Yeah. It's hard to call because it, it just seems like, I don't know. It seems like a bunch of confusion to me. It seems mm-hmm. like a, a lot of I don't know. I, I feel like I've been getting a lot of misinformation about this one, mm-hmm. so I try to be oh, mindful of what I, okay. I try to be mindful of what I speak on because I don't know what's true mm-hmm. and what's not in here. So I'm not sure what a solution could be. Well, I heard a very good interview this morning. Uh, it was a former uh, Israeli minister of some cabinet minister from Israel, and he was asked, uh, "Is it a realistic?" Uh, goal to eliminate Hamas. And this is an Israeli, Mm -hmm. uh, former Israeli official, government official, and he said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how irresponsible that is, uh, not only for Netanyahu to say it, but to try to attain it. He said, it's impossible to do that. He said, yes, you can... um, uh, you can arrest their military capabilities and you can cripple them and you can you can do whatever, but you cannot fully eliminate and that's impossible to do. Mm-hmm. So to say that that's what you want to do and to keep going until you get it done, he said it's it's insane. It's insanity. So I, uh, I thought, wow, this is a, a person from Israel. This is mm-hmm. a former Israeli government official who's saying that the goal 
uh, of Netanyahu is is unattainable, unachievable. So what? Why keep going? What? And that's the that's the place where Biden is is stuck. Mm-hmm. So um, there, you know, this is where people are following him. Uh, and letting him know their their thoughts. So uh, there we have it. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. The other thing, um, I forgot to mention, or did I mention that? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about the weather, did we? No, we haven't yeah. talked about that. Well, guess what? There's some coming. <laughs> There's <laughs> oh, some great. weather coming. Uh, yeah, it's it's supposed to start uh, this evening. Two rounds, uh, two storms. Uh, coming to uh, central Indiana and through central Indiana this week. The first one will get started uh, later this afternoon, early evening. Um, And it's supposed to, I think, start out as rain, then overnight, uh, maybe change over to some snow, perhaps one to three inches. And then by the daytime tomorrow, uh, back to rain and fully rainy event all day uh, tomorrow uh, before it all clears out. So a mixture of rain and snow. Um, tomorrow, not a whole lot of it is, is expected to stick uh, due to the warm temperatures and things of that nature. And then, But then on Friday, another system, pretty similar, a mixture, rain, snow. But this one is wind, has wind, and will have uh, what is being uh, described as bitter uh, cold, bitter temperatures. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no. um, yeah, so this uh, this Friday is the one that, that could be even more trouble. You know, a rainy, snowy, mixy day, mixture of rain and snow is always not fun. But, hey, it's winter in Indiana. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But the the thing of it is that um, uh, we should all just – it's a good opportunity to, to take uh, take heed and, and, and take inventory of your supply kits. Keep your gas, if you can, your gas tank at least at a half a tank or above. Um, and, of course – First and foremost, pay attention to all weather alerts because it is Indiana and the weather can change on a dime. You mm-hmm. have no, we all know how that can happen. It can change on a dime, but just you know, just stay close uh, to your, um, you know, to your alerts and and your uh, your sources of weather information. Again, the, tonight and tomorrow, a mixture rain and snow. Friday, bitter cold temperatures, and whenever you have bitter cold temperatures and wind, um, that is not a good thing. That's even more difficult to navigate. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, weather. Hey, it's going to be pretty active, as the meteorologists say, a pretty active weather system. Uh, <laughs> Such a kind way to put it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Coming through the state of Indiana uh, this coming week. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. Our new listener line. Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina. And uh, what's the other fellow's AJ, name? AJ. AJ. Mm-hmm. AJ. AJ. How's it going uh, here? Yeah, um, the Egyptian leader put forward a good plan uh, for the Palestinians. And uh, when I heard it, um, I, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a fairly good plan. Um, and you can uh, look it up. I won't go into it. But, but here's the thing. Um, at this point, the Palestinians are a beaten people. They can't govern themselves. They don't have a government. Uh, Fada has no credibility in the in the West Bank, and uh, uh, of course, Hamas is basically no credibility, in my opinion, in Gaza. So at this point, um, international uh, forces or leadership is going to have to take over and, and, and govern the Palestinians. And appoint a Palestinian board or whatever to, to uh, help assist and run the place. The other thing the United States needs to do 
is provide relief uh, for the Palestinian people. Now, they can do that. Um, we'll have to put troops on the ground, and they'll have to be in combat mode. But at this point, the Palestinian people need relief. They need to be fed. Uh, you got the women there. They can't even take a bath. They, they can't even clean themselves. Um, and um, it's just a miserable situation. So the United States has to look like they're trying to help provide some relief for the Palestinian people, and they can do that. And they're going to have to help fight Hamas at the same time. Well, um, yeah, there's that, Pierre, but there's a lot more. I mean, if it were as simple as just Biden, but he's... It's a little more complicated because there are, you know, there are other foreign allies that that Biden has to 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 put it, that that come into play, including Israel. Incl- yeah. Well, yeah, well, here's the point. thing with Israel. You know, Israel. Uh, yeah, they're fighting and going after Hamas, and that's good. And I think uh, they should eliminate Hamas. And I don't care if it's a philosophy or what. Hamas has done nothing for the people. Of, uh, of uh, uh, for the Palestinians, and what has Hamas brought the Palestinians? Nothing but death. And 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 who's speaking for the Palestinians? Can you name one leader who is speaking for the Palestinians? I can't. Nobody is speaking for them. So Hamas, you have to start, and they they need to be eliminated, and that philosophy needs to be. Uh, uh, push back against. But uh, but when but, you hear when you hear about the fact that it, it, it would be next to impossible to totally eliminate uh eliminate meaning wipe them off the face of the earth like what Netanyahu is saying he's trying to do, mm-hmm. that that would be uh almost impossible to do. I mean well, you can the, you can you can dis you, you can certainly disable them to you know, you can weaken them. You can make them irrelevant. Yeah. You can fight yeah, you can make them irrelevant. But the point is at this point, Israel is just dropping bombs all over the place. I mean, I'm I'm like, where are these dead Palestinians? Where are these dead Hamas uh, uh, soldiers? I mean, you know, uh, I know they're there. I know they're killing them. But what? I mean, Hamas is not a military fighting force like Iran or or whoever. They don't. Pierre, who do, who do you think supports Hamas? Iran. Who Iran else? And um, Iran, the Iranians give them money. Uh, they give Hezbollah money. Uh, but here's the thing. Who else? Um, we need. Um, I don't know the Russians. I don't. I don't think the Russians do. But who else? Is, it's mostly Iran. So, you know. Uh, but maybe we need to step up the, the diplomacy on all levels. You need to step up on the diplomacy in the Ukraine. Uh, you know, at some point, they wanted to settle it. The United States told them, no, we're not going to settle to negotiate with uh, Putin. You know, that stuff, it has to end. We have to negotiate around the world to get out of these situations. We need to take sanctions. You know, the Iranians complied with the nuclear uh, goal that the, um, that the international body established for them. Where did, what? 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 No, the Iranians had sanctions put on them for their nuclear ambitions, and they complied with the they complied with the goals of the IEA, the International Atomic Commission, whatever. We still got sanctions on Iran for what? You know, um, we gave them their money back not too long ago. 
you know, all of this, and, and, and then when you talk about, you know how I am against um, illegal immigration. One of the problems of illegal immigration is we've got sanctions on Venezuela, Cuba, and a whole lot of other countries. For what? We deal with the Chinese. It's easier for me to go to Beijing than it is for me to go to Havana. The, the, the Cubans aren't holding tens of thousands of people in concentration camps like the Chinese are. They're holding the Uyghurs like that. So, I mean, it's like, for what? Do we have all of these sanctions under these countries? You know, that situation is not going to get any better in, in, in Gaza, but we hold the purse strings. Yeah. Yeah. Be are you talking when you when you talk about? I know you're you you have very strong views about immigration. The immigration that you're talking about, are you talking about global immigration to the U.S. or are you talking about the the southern border immigration to the U.S.? Well, right now the the southern border uh, immigration, we have a large number of Venezuelans coming. You got people uh, mm-hmm. running out of Cuba. Uh, uh, there's there's immigration movement all over the world. Yes. But in order to stop in order to stop some of this stuff, one we need to build the the greatest deportation system that this country's ever seen. Because you know, in my opinion, these people need to go back. They can't just kick in the door. We've got people that have mm. been here waiting for years to immigrate into the United States of America, and they did it the right way or whatever. And you know, and then we got dreamers here that want to stay, they've been here all their lives, they need to stay. You can't just let these people kick in the door and then hand them a work permit. And then they put them, and then they put them in um, uh, low-income areas or they put them in black areas. And I'm just telling you, it's a recipe for social strife. But, you know, hey, I, I'd really like to know uh, where our congressman stands on these issues, quite frankly. I haven't heard him say anything uh about Gaza or the southern border or anything. Uh, you're talking gotta, about Andre Carson? Yeah, Andre Carson. got to get him in there and ask him the hard questions. Where do he stand on all this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we come in here, we run our mouths every day. Where is our country? And he sits on the intelligence committee, one of the intelligence committees. So Andre should have a great perspective on, um, on, on these issues. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we've got, we've got to provide relief to the Palestinians. Um, those people can't eat. They can't. Uh, they can't clean themselves. The women can't clean themselves. I heard a horrible story on uh, NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's terrible. Pierre, are you going to be running for office uh, anytime soon? Again? Uh, you know, I'm. I'm pretty much uh, done with that. I don't know. You never close the door on stuff, but you know, I'm not uh, announcing that. I got enough stuff going on. Uh, these horrible decisions I got from the Seventh Circuit. And, um, you know, this country is in bad shape. It is in bad shape. And if we continue to go, that you can't even, Tina, you can't even, it's probably one reason why um, that former TV anchor um, who was uh, uh, suing WTHR mm-hmm. probably watched the proper lawsuit because her attorney told her, you know, we're not going to win against these people. They're not going to give us our day in court. And that, and 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 uh, the money, the system's rigged. It's just full of money. It's just full of money. And you know, like I said, I would hate to see. And, and you know what? I I would. One of the reasons 
I'm just going to say this because it's something I wanted to say on this reparations thing. We need to leave that alone. We ain't getting no reparations for no slavery. For what? You can't even. We can't even get half our people to go vote. Yeah. And you know, one of okay. the reasons why I lost my. One of the reasons why you can't get a fair trial in these federal courts. Every every judge I had was a Republican appointee, and two of them were were appointed by Donald Trump. If we'd have won in sixteen, we wouldn't have to deal with this situation, and we would have had more black women on the court. Yeah. We running around, we running around looking for reparations for for something that ain't nobody been a slave today. I'm like. Okay, Pierre. And then this is terrible. I'm, thank you for take, taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and again, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, Pierre has run against Congressman Carson. I got you. <laughs> uh, a couple of times, has run, uh, uh, you know, for political office several times, has sued, uh, you know, voter, uh, you know, the election board. Uh, has sued them uh, over what he alleges to be voter fraud, and none of those suits have uh, have materialized into anything that Pierre wanted them to materialize into. So mm-hmm. um, that was what he was talking about. One so of the it, biggest things. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Tatum. No, one of ahead. the biggest things I'll never understand is uh-huh. when our people say that we should stop fighting for reparations, but why should we stop? I don't know. Because it's it's oh, I, I don't I don't think that we should. Any I, I other just, group of people that we that were that were it's it's, it's documented that looked mm-hmm. for reparations mm-hmm. received them. Yeah. And when they did receive them, they they, they increased they, they increased themselves in the economy and yeah. the state of the world and everything. So why should we stop when nobody else did? That doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't, don't know. believe we should either. I don't believe. Uh, is this truth? Is this truth, AJ? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, good afternoon, y'all. Uh, in reference to Pierre, um, back in the days, if um, we couldn't ask for certain things, we wouldn't have certain things, i.e. Mm-hmm. voting, i.e. being free and all other good stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, in reference to uh, Andre Carson, again, I need for your listeners mm-hmm. to either, uh, they need to know who their representatives are. Mm-hmm. And also, too, if you have an issue with someone or want to find out what they're uh, all about and or what they're proposing, uh, go to their website. Uh, Andre Carson has constantly put out every week yeah. on his on his uh, email uh, blast mail that he come out there with, and also on Facebook. So again, uh, individuals who want to know anything about your representative, who's who's your congressman, who's your city county council, please, please, I implore you to to get educated. That's all I have. Thank you. All right, thank you. And uh, hey, you're echoing something I've been saying forever, seems like. We'll be back with more right after this. 